Blog Talk Radio. Another episode of 
for joining us for another episode of Block Talk Radio. This is your host, Fox Smooth Stones. This is the show we do on Tuesday uh, called Race Matters, where we deal with racial issues. If it's affecting the world, especially affecting the United States, and it's racial, most likely sooner or later we're going to talk about it. So how's everybody doing? Hopefully y'all don't know better than I am. I'm struggling tonight. Don't be shocked if this is one of those shows where I have to cancel because I have a really bad toothache. And uh, I don't know what to do, folks. I'm um, kind of getting above me right now. So I'm taking some medicine and I'm doing some other things. Hopefully I can get this thing under control, but it's not looking good right at right the moment. So hopefully y'all give me some feedback and Join me tonight and talk about it. Uh, talk about some things with me and give my mouth a break because right now, like I said, it's, I'm not doing real good. But uh, hopefully everybody's doing well. Excuse the noise in the background. Again, I'm trying to cook up medicine for my tooth as we speak. But uh, hopefully everybody's doing pretty good. Um, I want to just kind of let everybody know that tonight we normally go two hours. And most likely we probably will go two hours again tonight, especially once, uh, you know, things start getting exciting. But don't be surprised if we only do an hour tonight. Uh, so if you're listening on the archives and the show is over with and you're just checking to see what Fox News Stone covered, it may be a little good news to you. So we may not go the whole two hours, but we'll see. Just, just, Just so you know. We cancel uh, in, a, in an hour. You guys won't feel like I've done you wrong. All right? A lot happening. A lot happening around the world as it relates to race. But I do believe justice is coming. It always have. The Bible has predicted certain things to happen to the wicked, those that constantly divide and conquer. It has promised a very bleak future for these people and even for their families. So, I don't wish it wrong anybody, but I definitely want to see justice prevail. I don't see a lot of the regulars that uh, I normally see. Uh, whenever that happens, y'all know what I do. I always stall just a little while because we want our supporters to join us. There are people on the phone lines and in the chat room, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, but we're going to give some of our um, followers, uh, our starch followers, a little uh, time, so just bear with us. We'll be back. I want y'all to check out this little clip by MLK, and then we'll do a little song. Uh, y'all know my songs. I always try to. Uh, they always have a meeting. So check this out. This is something very much needed. It's talking about that the Father is a shield for us. Yes, there's a lot going on, but the Father is a shield for the righteous. The thing we got to do is just make sure we're righteous. Because if we are, he's going to protect us from the wicked one. So MLK, Byron Cage, uh, speaking about that the Most High is a shield for us, and we'll be back. I know you're asking today, how long will it take? Somebody's asking, how long will prejudice blind the visions of men? I come to say to you this afternoon, however difficult the moment, Yes, sir. However frustrating the hour, it will not be long no, because truth crushed earth 
will rise again. Yes, sir. How long? Not long. Yes, sir. Because no lie can live forever. Yes, sir. How long? Not long. How long? Yes, because you shall reap what you sow. Yes, sir. How long? Not long. How long? on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yet that scaffold sways the future. Behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. How long? Not long. Because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. How long? Not long. Because my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He's trampling out the vivid where the grapes of wrath are stored. He's loosed the faithful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He is tipping out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah.
All right, my friend, we're back. Again, I want to thank everybody for joining us for another episode of um, Blog Talk Radio. This is the show, Race Matters. We do this every Tuesday night, and I'm just so glad to see everybody. Everybody, but those that are here that are on time, we really, really uh, appreciate you. Um, with me here, my phone is acting a little weird, and I don't want it uh cut off on anybody. So if I happen to get disconnected here, T-Mobile has been doing this to me all day. 
But anyway, y'all, what do y'all think about the whole concept of race? You know, we talk about racism uh, uh, in every um, aspect of society on this show. And I just want to know, what do y'all think about the whole concept of race? You know that it's, it's, it's fictitious, right? You know that there's no such thing as a race based upon color. Y'all should know that. There's no such thing as a race based upon color. Um, the Most High never, never acknowledged in the Scriptures, nowhere in the Scriptures is there a race um, based on black and white and Hispanic and and um, um, even Latino. Uh, Latino is probably more closer to the truth, though. There, there were divisions of people based upon region. In other words, there was the Jebusites, the Philistines, the Hittites. There was all these different people with these names they went by. And that was a type of dividing of people. So there, it is a such thing. But my question to you tonight is, what do y'all think of how it's used in today's society? Race based upon kind of black, white. These things are just as new as probably some of the pair of shoes you're wearing, almost. Um, and it has caused, wreaked a lot of havoc on our planet and our country and sometimes even in our homes. And um, this is why I devoted this show on Tuesday to talk about race. But before I get into that, I just want to remind everybody that we do have a website. I don't talk a lot about it because I'm not trying to push myself, which is not a good thing. I should be doing it a lot more than I do because a lot of y'all really need the site. It's a lot of things on the site. There's uh, pictures and of, uh, different places I've been with, with little captions, little educational captions. I try to make it educational, not more of a, not like a just a pictorial thing, but just a something where you can actually uh, more than just pictures, but uh, an education, different things I learned, different points I was at across the planet, and uh, I wanted to share those with you. So those pictures are there. Other documentary type pictures are there. Um, there's other people, friends of the site that's there for you to email and talk to and share information, you know, iron, sharpen iron. Uh, documents are going to be loaded on the site soon. Uh, there's videos, lots of videos by uh, different people like Dr. Jewel Pukram, which is uh, probably a world authority on melanin. And uh, we have her talking about melanin because the extreme opposite of melanin, that thing that causes people to be dark, is something called um, Bible leprosy, or you might know it as vitiligo or albinoism. But in the biblical days, vitiligo, that thing that caused you to lose pigmentation slowly, or albinoism, that thing that caused you to be born uh, with without much pigmentation, these was a type of plague. It wasn't a sickness. It wasn't a disease. It's very important to understand that this was a plague. And on that site, we have photos of different people with this plague, and we have uh, addressed the scriptures as to how it relates to what you're looking at. Very interesting information on vitiligo and albinoism and how vitiligo 
and albinoism is nothing more than a new form of leprosy. Um, and excuse me, I said too long. The vitiligo and albinoism is nothing more than ancient biblical leprosy. It was a one type of leprosy. There were other types of leprosy. But the thing I want to stress before I move on is it's important to note that what we call leprosy today with fingers falling off and guts and, and, and just all the things you, you you see when you if you Google leprosy, all of the the really bloody hands and feet and sores that right there has absolutely positively nothing to do with Bible leprosy as set forth in the handbook on leprosy chapter, which is Leviticus 13. Leviticus 13 is the handbook on leprosy for Bible leprosy. And uh, you will nowhere in it, nothing about uh, pus and sores. It does mention sores, but it mentions that the white skin that come from the sores not sores, have nothing to do with the sore itself, but the white skin that come from the sore, the sores, uh, that's the few times it mentions sores. It mentioned just briefly, out of all those hundreds of scriptures, it mentioned briefly one time about sores, and it talks about white skin coming from it. But the other parts, it talks clearly about white skin, white skin, white skin. So albinoism, a little like a, was a type of Bible leprosy, but that is covered on the website, uh, which you can find. Um, I'll post a link here in, in, in the chat room for everybody. But if you look on the, the, the front page, you should be able to see a link to taking you directly to it. It's, it's www. And then it's uh, five, you spell it out, F-I-V-E, five smooth stones dot webs dot com. And that's five smooth songs.webs.com. All right? So hopefully y'all get a chance to check that out and uh, let me know what you think. We do it with, it's, a, it's, it's not a new site, but uh, it has enough on it to, uh, it's not a new site, but we haven't spent a whole lot of time on this. We should, but there's a lot of stuff on that site right now. So check it out. And um, we'll be putting more information on there in the, in the near future, especially where it relates to documents. All right? So anyway, I want to start off talking about something that's really dear to my heart, and that is racism in the church. And uh, about three weeks from now, maybe as soon as two weeks from now, we're going to have a guest of mine by the name of Dr. Jefferson Edwards. He, he has uh, several books out. He's going to be a guest on the show. We're going to revisit this. But tonight I want to... Just get some things off my chest that's really heavy on my heart. Well, yeah, heavy on my heart with regards to racism in the church. Um, so I want to just talk a little bit about that because some of y'all are, are, are just oblivious to what people are going through every day when they visit their local church on Sundays and Wednesdays and at Bible study and prayer meetings. They have they you are just clueless as to what your mother and uh, fathers and grandpas and grandmothers are experiencing in these churches. Now, tonight, I don't just want to talk about racism in the churches, folks. Please, I want to visit racism in our society as a whole, simple and plain. 
I'm going to say it again. I want to talk about racism in every aspect of life. And in, in, in defense of the church, in defense of the church, the church is the only, it's one institution that has the solution to our problems. It really does. It has the strongest, most wholesome solutions for the problems that plague man. The church does. It sure does. I'm talking about the true church. I'm not talking about pimps in the in the pulpit. I'm not talking about liars. In the, you know, I'm not talking about folks that's out there just. I'm talking about the showing up people that is walking with the Most High. These places that that house those individuals, these assemblies, I should say, because the church is within you. It's not a building, but the assemblies or buildings that houses these people and that teach and train individuals like this is the true church. And I would never, ever, ever in a billion years speak out against that institution. So please know that my intentions tonight is just to rid that institution of the lies, deception, and trickery by those who call themselves believers and that are nothing more than wolves and sheep clothing. Also, for those that are acting like a wolf because they've been deceived and lied to and they're ignorant of some stuff, and you can't tell when people are, are um, uh, inspired or are working with lies and deception and ignorance, they sometimes look like the enemy, but they're not. They're just simply deceived. Those people as well as the wolves, it's what's giving the church a bad name and what is causing the church to, while it has the solution, it's these people are causing the church to be the number one enemy of humanity progress on the planet. The church is the biggest problem with the earth. The church is the biggest problem with the earth. Religious people are the biggest problem with our planet. Hands down, nobody can touch them. We all know about crooked people in business. We all know about crooked people in every aspect of life. But when you go to the church, we have a tendency to trust, and that trust gets us in trouble every single time. Only supposed to be trusting the most high. So, yes, the church is the number one problem. They are the, the biggest stumbling block to humanity, these people that call themselves the church and, and what they're saying in the name of God is what's uh, plaguing our earth, I think, more than anything. But again, at the same time, this is where the most high people is. So what better subject to talk about tonight to start off this subject in this, in this open forum? It is open. What better topic to start out with than the church? Okay? So uh, let's see. We already got the website out of the way. I talked about that. And like I said, folks, go there. There's other brothers and sisters waiting on you there to chat with you to email you. There's educational videos. Like I said, there's music and other podcasts um, there. Uh, Calendar events on, um, with regards to Five New Stones, my event is on there. So if you want to know what's happening with Five New Stones, you can go there and check out the calendar. And like I said, educational photos, even a prayer request. We have a prayer request uh, form. If, if those of you that want uh, me and anybody else that I'm working with to be prayerful, uh, you are agree with you on different situations. We're serious about that. And so anyway, that's the that's the website, www.fivesmoothstones.webs.com. Uh, and I do believe in prayer. Bible says if any, anybody touch, any believers touch and agree on any one thing, it shall be done. 
Paul says, you have not because you ask not. But then some of you ask uh, and you pray amiss that you may consume something upon your own lust. Again, they first say you have not because you have not. You, you have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. And then when we do ask, many of us, he said, ask amiss because we pray for things that is not ours or we're not, uh, we can't handle or we pray for things that's not ours, not supposed to be. We pray out of greed. And this is another reason we don't get the things we ask. So we're not going to pray out of greed, so don't ask for nothing out of greed. But if you have a legitimate need, go to their website, put those prayer requests in, and when we uh, check the site, we will be praying for you, all right? Uh, if I see it, if anyone else see it, checking the site, believe me, we will pray. That's why it's there. So, anyway, uh, starting off with uh, racism in the church, let me just say this. The number one reason we have racism in this church is not because white people are just evil. And I'm saying that because a lot of my brothers and sisters, so-called black brothers and sisters, and I say so-called because, you know, I don't acknowledge black people, as a people based upon black, I call them Israelites, or they may be Jebusites, or they may be Hittites, or they may be something other nation from that Bible, but I don't acknowledge them as a people based upon being black. It's just too general. Again, some of us are not even dark. None of us are black to start off with, but then there's different types of us. Some of us are very light. Some of us are very dark. And so it's just, it's just a weak definition for people, black people, even African Americans. Everybody's from Africa. How much sense did that make? Why why would you say African Americans when Europeans is from Africa too? Everybody, everybody on the planet. As a rule, if you don't have a passport from Africa, you don't belong on the planet. Everything started from Africa. Everything. This is why Brother Joseph and I sometimes have these conversations when he thinks I'm not down with Luxor and all these different places in Africa, and I tell him, look, <laughs> and by the way, it wasn't called Africa back then, but I tell them, look, how can I not be down with grandma and grandpa's house? Everybody comes from that home called Africa. And then we went out and moved away, and we saw living out here, living, going to this other. It was a Tower of Babel, to be more specific. It's when we became divided. We began to go so going different regions because we couldn't understand each other. We was babbling, you know. Y'all know what the story of uh, Babel is all about, the Tower of Babel. So anyway, make some long story short, folks. Here we are. Uh, in 2012, we 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 have allowed wicked people to divide up on the basis of color. We also are divided on the basis of religion. We also are divided on the basis of sexism. A lot of war over women, uh, females, and males. A lot of lies about women, what they can't do, what they, how they're inferior. Just a lot of lies about women. So, Brother Seth, tonight, my goal is to put some of this to rest by bringing out truth about what racism is for us, what I've learned. I've only got so much to share, so much to give. And then some of you can take over and share what the most I have given you. I don't claim to know it all, but I'll tell you this much. I won't waste your time tonight. What I do have, I definitely do have. And I hope you could say the same thing. What the most I have given you over the years on this earth, you know for sure. 
I know for sure there was no such thing as a race based upon color. There's no such thing as a black man or a white man or a white woman or a Caucasian or a Negro. No such thing. We I use these terms so y'all know what people I'm talking about. But if you look at the so-called African-American, the so-called Negro, the so-called black man, he's, or he and she, for sure, mirror the prophecies put forth in the scripture that was to happen to Israel. And that, my friend, is not something any man can do. You just cannot control history. Nobody has that kind of power to have us fulfilling prophecy. Do you know how many trillions of dollars it would take to stage such a false event? My goodness. But the African-American, the so-called African-American, the so-called Negro, the so-called black man, I'm talking about those in the United States right now, not everybody on this planet that call themselves black or African-American, I mean, excuse me, that call themselves black is, I believe, an Israelite or a real Jew, okay? But we look at the people in America, the fact they came there in slave ships, and, and our whole life as a people, what we go through is not something everybody goes through. Yes, everybody have hard time. Yes, everybody have pain. Yes, everybody die. Yes, everybody got to be buried. But I'm talking about the unique things we go through as a people. The only other people that go through that on this planet is more than one of those 12 tribes scattered throughout the four corners. So we talk about that. I'm not going to get into it tonight as far as the Israelite thing, the Jew thing. Just know that there's no such thing as a black person or a, a African-American. No such thing. Now, I'm sitting up here drinking this medicine. I accidentally drank some salt water, y'all, so bear with me. That was nasty. I accidentally drank that salt water. That was supposed to be for my tooth. Like I said to y'all, for so those of you that just tuned in a little late, I have a serious toothache that's kicking my butt. You know, like I always have these toothaches. But I took some medicine. Hopefully it'll uh, die down here in a little bit. But uh, racism in the church is dear to my heart because the church is the one place when you are tired of sinning, you're tired of worldliness, and you want to do what's right. If you're like most people, you will find your way to the church house, looking for change, looking for the most high, looking for his people, looking for his laws, looking for his rules, looking for guidance. This is what most people do anyway. And when you get there and you're met with these rules and laws and bylaws and customs and they have racist uh, um, roots to them, there's nothing more disappointing, especially when you find out later on while you was trying to do what was right that you have literally been taught white supremacy. It's nothing more uh, sad than that. And this has turned thousands, if not millions, of people away from the church. This is why we have a lot of men that just can't stomach what's being said in these churches. They can't stomach, and it's not a, always a a smart thing to go and challenge pastors and preachers and teachers in the church is not always a smart thing because these people are oftentimes very much informed, very strong, very committed, and very passionate about these lies, this these deception that they have been promoting. And a lot of times they don't know that they're lies, deception. They don't know they think it's truth. 
let me just visit some of these lies. And like I said, we're not going to, oh, my goal, Mom, my hope is that we don't turn this show tonight into just talking about racism in the church. There's racism in schools. And uh, for those that think, oh, Brother Seth, that racism is gone. You know, only y'all know why y'all don't have to leave it alone, let it die. This show is for you tonight. I'm here to tell you it's alive and well, and that the enemy is still one of his favorite, favorite tools. And uh, But like I said, there's racism in churches, for sure. It's what we talk, that's what we're starting to talk about tonight. But there's also racism in history, and just the simple teaching of history. Uh, so much history is whitewashed, and so much glory is given to places like Europe, and taken away from places like Africa, the place we call Africa that wasn't the original name. Some people say Kemet, but the glory, the glory of of, of math and sciences and, and the arts and, and philosophy and just anything that has to do with civilization, all of these has its roots in the place we call Africa. But like uh, I think it was Mr. James said in his book, Stolen Legacy. Y'all know about the book, Stolen Legacy? If you don't know about that, I don't know what to tell you. But in his book, Stolen Legacy, he breaks down very clearly how Europeans have stolen most of the glory from Africa and, uh, and have claimed it as their own. So even history is very racist. You have to be careful even trying to study it. You have to study it knowing that, you know, Look for inconsistencies because the most have always had people, white, so-called white people, as well as non-white people, to agree. So if you look, look for these uh, history historians to look at where they agree. And a lot of uh, so-called white people, they'll tell you the truth. They don't care. They want to be a professional. They want to be a scholar. And they will stick with truth no matter what. Then you got other whites with something to prove, and they will often hide and twist history. But history is another area where there's lots of racism. Mostly, I probably would say that's what most of the racism is, because history is so much. It's so much more than any other any other uh, title, any other area of life. Now I'm reading from something called Expo 30. It's something I created. There's 30 areas of life, 30 areas of life, 30 uh, different. Um, divisions. I I I counted thirty. Some people only count like nine, but uh, I'm going to go through the thirty real quick, and then uh, we'll talk. We'll, if I feel led of the of the spirit, I'll go down one by one, and that'll be the show. If some of y'all want to jump in and share some racism that you've seen, and and and, and, and if you can, some solutions, because we're not just here talking about the problem, glorifying the enemy make him look big and bad and, and, and untouchable. We want to talk about solutions because this show's design is not to sit around and just quite show what's wrong with the world. We want to come up with some serious, concrete solutions. We want to have a good time. We want to talk to them. We want to talk to you. I want you all to talk to me. But we want solutions, you know, and I hope that different people of different background will call in. But here's the 30, the 30 areas of life that I come up with. Religion, history, education, socialism, health and medicine, science and technology, housing and zoning, environmental environmental issues. Here's a very interesting. Images and advertisement. 
Caleb. Images and advertisement. Images and advertisement. Excuse me about that for that outburst. Um, laws, rules, bylaws, uh, procedures, and customs. That's another area. Again, laws, rules, bylaws, customs, and procedures. This is where a whole lot of racism is. That's just one area. Then how about this one? Those same laws, rules, uh, enforcement, the enforcement side of those rules and laws and procedures, very racist, a lot of racism there. Judicial and judgment, how people are judged in the court of law, this is an area. I claim this to be an entirely different area. Some people like to lump it under law and justice, but I like this to set off by itself because there's a lot of injustice going on where it relates to sentencing and how the law, just classic example, look at the, everybody know about uh, crack cocaine versus uh, uh, cocaine. You know, if you possess cocaine, what happens to you, which is mostly uh, people with money, and if you possess crack, what happens to you? Everybody know about the disparity there, okay? Now, um, also, uh, there is uh, an area called uh, just, excuse me, um, rehab, correction and rehab. Correction and rehab have to do with the prison system. Uh, the correction uh, has to do with the prison system, rehabbing, and anything where it relates to correcting these offenders. Lots, lots. We can have a whole show on that, lots of racism, whatever is concerned. And then just look at the area of uh, foreign affairs, foreign affairs, that's another area. And then look at the area called foreign exchange, foreign exchange. Now, the difference between foreign affairs and foreign exchanges, foreign affairs is uh, it's anything that happened over the waters with regards to um, uh, it's, it's pretty much everything foreign exchange. Hold on, bear with me here. I'm trying to. Uh, y'all have, y'all got, I got some notes I've written here to have me understand this because I haven't talked about this in a while. Okay, let's start with foreign policy. Make it simple. Foreign policy is the policy, laws that govern what happens on foreign turf. It's just simply laws, bylaws, customs, uh, procedures on foreign soil, laws that we've made up, procedures that we, the United States, have made up, or the West, or the European Union. Okay, I'm, I'm lumping all this together. What kind of laws do we make up uh, to govern uh, everywhere else outside of our own home country? That's what I call foreign policy, all right? Now, foreign affairs is how we implement that, you know? How do we actually go about implementing these laws? If you, As you know, certain laws we just look at the situation with Haiti. Look how we treat Haiti with regards to foreign policy and look how we treat someone, some immigrant from Europe. It's like night and day. Uh, look at Cuba. I mean, just, I'm telling you, this is where a whole lot of the racism is, foreign exchange, foreign policy, foreign affairs, okay? And uh, news and information update, this is another thing. Uh, you can just be minding your own business, looking at TV and trying to figure out uh, what the news is saying. Oftentimes, you'll see when they say, a uh, certain man has done, or uh, a man robbed the bank. Everybody knows if they don't show the face. I'm going to say 
85% of the time, I'm going to say 90% of the time, if they don't show the face, it's a Caucasian. If they do show the face, it's a black man. And people, you know, when I first heard that in Texas, I kind of blew it up like, yeah, that's not necessarily true. true. And I went to Ohio and lived up there a while, and everybody up there said, oh, yeah, that's what we've heard all our life. And I went to other places in Georgia, and they said, oh, yeah, that's what we've heard all our life. And that's something that news people do. They make news very racist, and a lot of times they report a lot too much. They over-report things in the black community, uh, and they under-report things in the white community. White people have more rapists, more everything than what black people have. But if you look at the news, you would swear black people are just out of control, and this promotes the racism. To me, the news people, this area of life, remember I call this the Expo 30 I'm reading. I'm going down to listen. I'm about halfway through. These different areas where racism is, to me, probably outside of history, this would be second to history. This is strong because these people, these institutions, is what promote the hatred. I mean, if they made a pact, a godly pact, and said all the news stations came together, we're going to report what we see. We're going to report everything. We would look like angels compared to a lot of our white brothers, and here's why. We're not better than them. We're not more righteous than them. So you heard me just say that. I'm going to say it again. We're not better than them, and they're not better than us. We're not more righteous than them. But watch this. There's seven times as many black people, I mean seven times as more white people than there are black people. We're only 13% of the United States population. So... No matter what we do, if we all went out and committed crime, it wouldn't touch what they're doing, being being seven times more. It's just that simple. But you look at the news, you will swear up and down, everybody black is somewhere doing something wrong. Very racist area uh, in this list of 30 that I call the Expo 30. News and information update. Here's another one, entertainment world. The world of entertainment, I'm talking about NFL, NBA, Hollywood, any type of entertainment. This one is an easy one. Y'all should know that there is racism everywhere. They constantly, you can't even enjoy football. You know, you're sitting on this. I'm just going to pick on football because I like football. But you're minding your own business, sitting on the couch. You ain't thinking about racism. You might be sitting with your white brothers and sisters, and what do you hear? Everything, anybody running up and down that field that's African-American, so-called African-American, you're going to hear everything they've ever done in this, under the sun. They're going to pe- make them, going to t- if I can talk to them, they're going to take people like Brett Favre. They're going to take people like Peyton Manning and make them gods. Anybody like Michael Vick that have awesome skills, they're going to always bring up the dogfighting. It's just racism, racism, racism. It don't matter if you're looking at baseball. It don't matter if you're looking at track. It don't matter. It don't matter. They're going to always talk about their off-field Activities, what they've done when they off the field, like they're not doing stuff off the field. When you're no longer at work, we all have our issues. It's like these young men got to be angels. They can't do nothing wrong if they're, you know, less than human. I can't stand racism. Is I can't stand that racism in this area. Very strong entertainment, entertainment, entertainment. Anything with regards to entertainment. Sad, sad, sad. Okay, but tonight we're going to talk about solutions. Here's moving right along on the list of 30, Expo 30. Uh, we've got census and population control. 
just that title right there is, is racist, population control. Why do you have control of population? They're saying it's not enough food. Well, that's a lie. Just food and other websites have made it very clear that it's plain food. The problem with the food is the distribution of the food. That's where hunger comes in at. But there has there's many food activists out there that will tell you we have never had a shortage of food, never had a shortage of food. We've had a shortage of people making it available. Certain nations want to hoard up certain food. You know, you got this whole uh, racism, and I, I'm kind of, well, I don't want to go there because that's economics and we come into that. But anyway, foreign affairs, uh, excuse me, um, uh, census and population, and as far as my wife used to work for the census for a short period of time, and there's a whole lot of racism there. I mean, because if certain areas don't report their numbers, then the census says, well, we can't, you know, uh, make certain monies available because only certain people stay there, certain money to stay there. They make certain numbers look small to where certain uh, districts can get more money because that's what it's all about, you know. You take the census, you know how many people staying where and what their needs are and how many single people and how many children, and, and they they twist those numbers. This is real stuff, folks. Not getting her in trouble. She don't work there no more. But this is real racism with regards to census and population control. This whole thing about Africa being overpopulated, and that's why they're having the problems. A whole lot of blame on that. Let me give you a quickly short story about that. Quickly short story. I was in Papua New Guinea, and uh, I was a friend of mine, uh, Reverend Pan, who travels with me, was in the bank taking care of some business. While he was out there, I noticed the United States Embassy right there in Papua New Guinea in Port Moresby, Port Moresby. So. I happened to walk in there being nosy because it's not every day you can get a chance to walk in the embassy. I've been in several of them, but I want to check out this one. You know, you walk in the embassy, it's like you're in the United States, even though you're in another country. It's very weird. You don't care where you're at. You walk in the United States embassy, and you go to the American flag, and you want to give it a look just like you, talk like you, talk English, and et cetera, et cetera. So I walked up in this white gentleman, very nice guy, got to talk with me, young guy. And I don't know why, I know it was the most high. Some of y'all may not believe it, but this gentleman began to share all kind of things that he probably shouldn't have been saying. And maybe I didn't, shouldn't even say it with his blog, but I don't care. I don't fear no man. Watch this. I'm talking to this brother, and he said, yeah, I've been working this. Well, how, how do you like working in He says, I like it. He said, I don't have no business here. I said, what do you mean? He said, I'm a mechanic, man. I said, you're a mechanic? He said, yeah. And I forget where he said he was from, Kansas City, somewhere. But he said, my dad, I said, his uncle was the director of that center. Okay, so automatically, if you do research, you probably figure out who I'm talking about. But he says his uncle was the director that sent his uncle, said, come on up here uh, to Papua New Guinea and, and uh, you know, see how you like it. And his uncle, talks to somebody, some, of you, some of you may say, what's wrong with him hiring his nephew? Watch it. His nephew said, I've never done this kind of work. I'm a mechanic. And I said, well, how do you like it? He said, all right. He says, but, you know, I'm just, I like being out and about and working on cars. I said, you kidding me? This guy is holding a very prominent position there. And uh, and he said, uh, I said, well, how's your uncle? Like, he said, my uncle loves it. He said, he don't tell his superiors that when they call him and get a report that we were talking about census and population control. This is one of the 30 areas of, I call uh, one of the 30 areas of life. And I, it's my list. This is a list I created that I call Expo 30. And this is showing the 30 areas of life, and I think census and population control should be one of the main 30 areas of life, and here's why, one of the reasons why. So he said, my uncle likes the place, loved the place, but when his superiors call, 
you know, this is the part of the census process, calling, seeing how things are doing. Maybe not so much census, but government reporting factual type of thing, not so much a census. But they call and they ask them, like, well, how many people come in there from the United States? And, 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 what, and they ask them all types of numbers and how many Papua New Guineans are there. And, how, you know, they talk about statistics, and so that's why I'm naming it under this category. But anyway, he said his uncle tell the authorities that Papua New Guinea is a horrible place to live. There's lots of crime. There's lots of burglary. There's lots of this. There's lots of that. And I said, well, why would he tell his authorities, the authorities that if he enjoyed the place? He said, because if he say that things are going well in Papua New Guinea, they have to make a report of that, and it becomes public knowledge. And there are people within this administration, whatever handles the different embassies across the world, they will see that it might want to transfer and live there, and he don't want to be bumped out of place due to seniority or whatever. He don't want that to happen, so he'd make it as gloomy as possible. I said, what? I used to say, yeah, I know. You could just tell. You know how sometimes people share things with you, and they, it look like they have a sense of guilt, and they just want to share because he's loaded all this on me, and we didn't, have, we didn't talk no more than about 20 minutes. And this guy was just sharing all this Secret stuff. U.S. Embassy is top now. That's the stuff you don't just share. But you could tell he just wanted to share. It wasn't what he said. It was how he said it. And I got from that that when when you hear see reports like CIA uh, facts book online, y'all know if you type in, go to Google and type in CIA facts book, they give all the facts about the nations all across the world. Well, where do you think they're getting the information from? They call these embassies and say how things are going, how many people you got there, what's the, pop- what's the population of Papua New Guinea. Because supposedly this U.S. embassy is supposedly working with the Papua New Guinea government, and they let them know, you know, they exchange numbers. And so we're understanding Papua New Guinea and nations of the world possibly through the eyes of the director at these embassies, possibly. And I would think they would call the, United, the Papua New Guinea government and try to get it from them, but these are black people. Papua New Guinea is a black nation. So why would the United States support, uh, uh, believe and uh, 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 trust their judgment? So this is why I say, folks, we we can't trust uh, a lot of even the history we see because of liars just like this. Simple and plain. So, census and population control. I just thought I would dwell on that because y'all think I'm making this. Y'all think maybe some of these areas I'm naming is not that important, but this is a very important area: census and population control. So, um, just to go to show you that all these areas are very important. Moving right along, here's some other areas you probably never thought about. Now, if you look this up and do research, they say there's only nine areas of life, nine areas, and they'll say war and different things like that. And well, let me see if I'm trying to name some war and health, but it's it's more than that. It's thirty. I got thirty anyway. So check this out. Moving right along, here's another one: political and civic, uh, civil uh, activities. Political and civic or civil activities. This is another one. Now, I don't even have to say anything about that. I know you all know that with regards to politics and civil rights, there's a whole lot going on with that. I'm not going to even address it. Here's one. Economics is so big, I chopped up economics into one, two, three, four, five, six categories. 
Economics is so important. It's the biggest area, one of the biggest areas. It's got so much racism. You know, they say the love of money is the root of all evil. But economics, where it relates to information, vital information that people need to survive, there's a lot of information, a lot of secrets, a lot of uh, highly classified knowledge that would help nations and people and cultures become successful that has not been made uh, uh, public. There has been uh, certain people have only been allowed to take advantage of it, made privy to Okay, so that's one area, economics with regards to vital information. That's what I call it. Here's another good one. Check this out. Economics. This is another area. I don't lump them together. Economics, where it relates to, if I can read my own writing, it's so little I wrote tiny, 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 tiny. But economics as it relates to um, costs, all right, as it relates to the cost of a thing, you know, how much do things cost? What is the what is the cost? What is the uh, what is the price assessment fees uh, billing whatever you want to term? What are you paying for uh, with regards to services? What are you paying? What are we? What what's how much income is taken from non-white people? How much do we pay in comparison to our so-called white brothers and sisters. And I say so-called again because I don't know, I don't like the whole, I'm trying to get out of saying white and black, but, you know. So anyway, I should say Europeans, I guess. But it's a great disparity between how much we pay. Here's a classic example, taxes. Need I say more? Taxes. The percentage of taxes the poor pay are none, not saying all non-white people are poor, but I'm just saying that is where most poverty of, of poor or disenfranchised people are among the non-white people. Look at what they pay in comparison to the rich, okay? That's just one single area all by itself. Awards, again, it will be included in awards and, and loans and um, just, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm getting mixed up. Hold on, that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say, like I said earlier, um, what you have to pay, what you build, uh, what you assessed, okay? Now, here's another area, awards, monies. This is how much income we get, uh, income or access to money in comparison to our white brothers and sisters. Again, racism in 30 years of life. Listen to this, folks. This is how much grants, okay, Who's allowed it, the contracts, uh, wards, okay? Like I said earlier, loans. It's amazing, amazing, amazing how much access to money our white brothers and sisters have in comparison to us. All right? And uh, here's another one. Here's another area I broke up economics, like I said, in about um, – Five categories, five or six categories. Here's another one. Economics with regards to quality, the quality and quantity. You know, okay, we go in with services. What is the quality, folks? What is the quality of the service we get or the product we get in comparison to our white brothers and sisters? This is why I say the playing field, the playing field is not level. 
hadn't been ever since we set foot on this on this in this country. And this ain't just for the United States. This goes spills over to Australia, Aborigines people, what they went through. This spills over to South Africa, how they've been treated. This spills over to all parts of Africa. This spills over in, even into China. This spills over into all aspects of the world whatsoever the Most High have driven the Israelites. The Bible says in many verses that Israel is supposed to be at the very bottom of society if, if, if they're if they're disobedient as a nation, and African Americans, so-called black people in this country, are not obedient to the things of the Most High as a nation, and that don't mean I'm not create some spooky standard that nobody can follow. When the Most High said Israel has to obey, it don't mean every single person in the nation has to be obedient. When Israel was behaving a few times, they were. They always had knuckleheads in the middle of it. And the Most High still opened up that Red Sea. You think they weren't complaining when he opened up that Red Sea, mimicking, backbiting each other? Of course they were. But Moses was right. Those leaders was right. And the vast majority of the Israelites did honor the Most High. But there were some knuckleheads that walked across on dry land. So I don't believe every single body in this nation that we call black America or African American has to be righteous before the Most High salvage us. But again, this is a teaching on who the real Israel are, the real Israelites. I've done over three months of teaching on that that one subject, so I'm not going to do more tonight. Tonight we're talking about 30 areas of life that where racism exists. 30 areas of life where definitely racism exists. And right now we're talking about we're almost through the list. We're talking about the one area called economics, where it relates to products and services, quality and quantity. What about quantity? Do we often get as much as what we're supposed to with, with regards to uh, with regards to products and services? Here's another one. Economics is an entirely different another area of economics. How about labor? Where it relates to these jobs. Oh my goodness. You got do do I need to say anything? Here's another subject I don't have to even talk about. Here's another area I don't even have to talk about. Jobs. First one who's first hired uh first one uh last one hired, first one fired, the quality of job asked to do, you're paid, when, how much work you do, uh, when you get your raises, uh, do you even get raises, benefits, do you even get a 401k these days, who's making the 10 and 9, 10, 11, 9, $10 an hour versus who's making the $34 an hour, you know, I know people say, well, they went to school for them, you know, they shouldn't make more, no, I don't believe that lie. There's a whole lot of people that make up for not having a degree by being there 30, 40 years. Somebody that's come out of school with a four-year doggone degree, and they're making $60,000. Another person who's been there 30 years making nine, dollars $10,000, $11,000. It's, this mess not right. Labor is full of racism, full of racism, full, 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 full of racism. Can't, ex- can't, can't explain that one away. Moving right along, sexuality, sexuality. How many lies about black people and sex? I don't even need to go there. You know, lies, 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 okay? Lies, 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 you know? I mean, it's just lies, I mean, all kinds of stuff. You know, instead of saying that we might be normal and somebody else may be abnormal, we have to be, you know, some lies about black men's size and why come big got to be monster? How come big might not be normal and everybody else, you know, not normal or Inferior or something. I'm not saying it, it, that's the way it really is. Nobody said we're supposed to marry a virgin. Nobody's supposed to know what nobody got. Nobody's supposed to know what nobody got. I said that. So if nobody knows what nobody got, we've never seen each other, 
and our wives only know us, everybody's going to be the same size. You're not going to know. Everybody's going to be happy. No need to have a, uh, uh, affairs based upon sexuality or sexual performance or whatever. Nobody knows what nobody got. That's why the whole porn industry is totally demonic. It's messing up marriages, and this is why a lot of – I'm not. I'm sure sexuality is not the reason why most marriages don't work. But I know one thing: the United States have a 50% divorce rate, and we also number one publishers of porn. Porn. Uh, I was. I just heard some about that not too long ago on one of the Christian stations. That it's it's in the billions and billions of dollars. So something is wrong with sexuality, and it's filled with racism. Feel, I mean, this is an area I could I could really talk on because you know this is one of the areas that I've been delivered from in many areas and, and uh, still a challenge in some areas. So, unless most men could probably say that, but sexuality, I mean, it's just not just with regards to what we have, but that black men are oversexed and um, um, we we we're, we're uh, out of control and. Our women are out of control, and we got more poultry, and, you know, they talk about the uh, babies out of wedlock, and a lot of time economics have to, as much to do with babies out of wedlock as sexuality does. I mean, you know, a lot of these women are is, is single parents, and, you know, these brothers come along, and, and, and you know, you need, when you need things really bad, you have a tendency to believe some of these liars that come and say they love you, and, you know, it's no different than, than, than white America. What what they don't tell you is how much abortions is happening among white America. And if white America didn't, didn't, didn't kill as many babies as they was doing now, black people is on that bandwagon now. But it used to be you didn't see African Americans and so-called black people having these abortions. But we've taken on the ways of the people that rule over this country. Sexuality, I can talk, have about nine shows on that. Fashion and beauty, fashion and beauty. Oh, that's changing now. Because white women is going and getting their lips done, their butts done, and all this. Now you you wonder what happened to the world of uh, white women with no butts. I hate to go there, but it's the truth. But this area has changed drastically, drastically, drastically. drastically. There is so many uh, 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 white uh, white sisters that uh, and brothers that have uh, changed their physical appearance to not look like your typical normal. Uh, no drugs, no added add-ons Caucasian from Europe, you know, they now have the butts black women have, the lips black, but back in the day, this is the one area that have probably seen more improvement in any other area that I've named, and it's because they're just simply looking more like, uh, for lack of a better word, us. It's just the truth. But even that right there is a form of racism because they don't have to do that to their body. They should be happy with what the Mosai has given them. But this whole business of, you know, first y'all in Syria and your lips are too big, that was racism. And now it's like our lips ain't good enough. That's a form of a disrespect to your own self. But this, it still has racial luck. You know, this used to be a serious era of racism. All you got to do is pull up one of those old movies and see how they made fun of black people movies and eating watermelon and, and uh, hair, our kinky hair. I mean, this right here is a easy, easy era to prove racism. How we look, being too black, big lips, big butt, you know, oversized is oversized. That again, is it big or is it normal? <laughs> uh, agriculture, agriculture, how land and 
access to land, the usage of land, and how we to work our land. Black farmers have made a big, big, big issue. If I had a panel of black farmers, they'd talk about this one for the next month, how much racism have went on with regards to keeping their land, working their land, getting their land, uh, uh, how their lands were taken away, just a lot of racism with regards to that. Uh, transportation, hotel industry is the last one I got here. Transportation and, and, and uh, hotel accommodation, housing. Uh, this y'all know redlining. Y'all know about redlining. Um, uh, well, it kind of goes into the whole loan category, but this is real estate I'm talking about. Just a lot of racism, folks. So any of you that think after I went through all 30 of these. That the playing field is level, you are strictly in denial. So I don't know what to tell you. You're in denial, and uh, may God have mercy upon your ignorance because if you don't know those 30 areas I named where racism is alive and well and staring at you in the face, I don't know what to tell you. So what do we do, people? We see racism in all these areas of life. What do we do? Now, I picked tonight to start off talking about racism in the church, which has to do with the first area I mentioned, which is religion. But I could easily have 30 shows talking about racism for every one of those areas I just named. And I named 30 areas. If you were writing them down, I named 30 areas of life where there is still flat-out blatant, you can cut it with a knife, racism. But I started the church because the Bible said that judgment will begin at the household of faith. So why not this show begin with dealing with racism in the church? I want to first and foremost say that racism cannot stand where there is knowledge and where the Most High have enlightened us. So one of the reasons racism, racism exists, and this is not against White people, y'all got to understand that this show, Five Moonstone, have been saying since we've been on the air that white people do not author racism. They don't. They're not the authors of it. We always talk like white people wrote, like the Willie Lynch doctrine. We say, well, Willie, really, really, Willie Lynch was a white man, and this was a white man. Y'all got to understand this thing is so much more deeper than the white man. The white man is the black man with no pigmentation, a little pigmentation. White people have their roots out of Europe. Europe have their roots out of Africa. There would be no white man without Africa. Everybody, but everybody, but everybody comes from Africa. Now, I know about this new teaching about how white was came. Y'all need to quit this, this brand-new racism. Remember, black people, if you do what white people did, you will get what white people got. And I'm talking about those in power, the white, not the white person stay next door to you. They might as well say they're black. I'm talking about the people in power, the movers and shakers of our world. If you lie like they lied about who we are, what this black skin is all about, if you put and put them down like they put us down, subhumanize them like they subhumanize us, lie about them like they lied about us, you will get what they got. And I no, you don't want that. They're still under judgment because of that. Now, it's very important to understand that, first of all, what is a white person? Honest. There's white people in every single 
major country in the world. What happens in charcoal, charcoal, black, black, black Africa when a person has a baby and they come out blonde and blue eyes? First thing y'all say is, well, they're not white, they're albino. But what is an albino? Don't you know that white skin has its origin in albinism and vitiligo? Oh, that's not true, brother. They're not white. Their their hair is different. Okay. Ask yourself this question. What happens? And we're going to do with racism in the church. I'm just laying the foundation here. We're about to get deep into the church in a second. Y'all going to appreciate the presentation tonight because I'm going to hit on some things you ain't never heard about racism in the church. So watch this. Albinoism in Africa, you can tell the albinos are not, they don't look like Caucasians because of their hair, because their hair is kinky. And I've said this for a long, long time. And then when I went to India, you know, hey, even before I went to India, I started seeing the light, but India just killed it, killed that whole theory. When an Indian have an albino, since they have hair like uh, Caucasians, how do you think you know the difference between an Indian albino and a European? My friend, it's impossible. You don't know. Somebody had a, put a video out on YouTube, and as a matter of fact, if you go to my front page, you're right now listening to the show, if you can just go to my front page and go down where it says uh, there's a link to a video. I'll see if I can post it right quick for you. It's going to blow your mind because this video is trying to prove one point. The point it's trying to prove is you cannot find uh, it says, have you ever seen a white news anchor person from Pakistan or from India? Sounds silly, don't it? Have you ever seen a white Pakistani or Indian from India, albino, I said that wrong, an albino, that's a news anchor person, Albino, that's a news anchor person from Pakistan or India. Try it one day. This video is, it mentioned that career because this is somebody that's real easy to find on the Internet, a news uh, person or a news anchor person. That's why. They they could also sit a movie star. But the problem is you'll never find one. You'll never find an albino Pakistani you won't know the difference. When you see one, you're going to say they're from Europe. I did a show where I actually brought the proof on. The proof was photos of people that were standing in Pakistan, standing in India. They hadn't been to Europe, never been to Europe. They, they family was Pakistani, but they were albinos. And you could not tell the difference between him and a person from Caucasian, a person from Europe. So what is your point, Seth? My point is in every major nation, when I say major, I'm not talking about some little country that's a million strong. I'm talking about, you know, where there's lots of people like the Indias, the Chinas, the uh, Australias, the, you know, even countries no smaller like Nigeria, some where there's millions of people. Every single place there is albinos. And then with those albinos, one could easily argue that white people are everywhere. 
So what is a white person? Does Europe own the definition of what a white person is? Pakistan is sitting over people, and you wouldn't know the difference. Even white people couldn't tell if that person is white or if they're Pakistani because they, they don't have the kinky hair like the albinos do in Africa. I have been saying this forever. I'm going to try to get this video up for y'all. I'm going to post in the chat room. Y'all can click on this video, and you can see these images. It's going to blow your mind. I had several. I did this show probably at least two months of shows dealing with leprosy. Two months, about eight shows where I dealt with leprosy, leprosy, which is nothing more, a type of leprosy, but one type of leprosy in the Bible from Leviticus 13, where it's talking about albinoism or vitiligo. This, these are eight types of leprosy or two types of leprosy. And Leviticus 13 addresses this. There's other types. There's leprosy that goes in houses. So anyway, we're going to talk about racism in the church, but I'm laying a foundation so y'all can, I want to get you thoroughly doubting this whole concept of white and black. I want to get you there. And if you're not there yet, you should be there. It's a very weak definition, white man, black man. It's weak. You cannot prove it. You can't go nowhere with it. Doctors say if you need a, a lung or a heart or a kidney, oftentimes Caucasian Caucasian heart will be better than your own brothers and sisters. It would be stronger for your body than your own brothers and sisters in some cases. We are not that different. I do not believe in the white man or the black man. We are different. We are people that all come from that garden with different degrees of melanin that causes the skin to be dark, it also has to do with what color the eyes are to the degree of melanin you have. Also has to do with what color the hair is, blonde hair, white hair. These are recessive traits. White is a mutation. It's not a color per se. There is nothing the color of white people. That's no that sounds kinda of harsh. And I'm warning you, I, my heart is full of love for all people. That's the other brother down the next show that's preaching the hatred, not here. There is nothing in nature the color of white people. Nothing. Look outside your window. The sun was shining. I will tell you look outside your window, but it's dark now all across the country. But some of y'all listen to me. You'll listen to me tomorrow when it is sun. Next time you drive on the freeway, think of old brother Seth over at Five Smooth Stone. Look outside your window and see what is the color of a white person. You will see nothing. Get out, put put different sands and dirt because we made from the dust of the earth. See what dirt, what dirt is the color of white people. You will find none nowhere. Somebody said, "Well, there's white sand." Of course, there's white sand. Yeah, like the color, like white paper, white paper. Don't you come and talk about racism in the church? I am laying a foundation. Printing paper that you print on the copier, like if you you know from a copier. Yeah, that that's white. Snow is white. Nobody is that white. Why should we not that color? So we need to quit saying white people. They're not white. And black people are really not black. But we are the color of dust. And the most high said he made man from the dust of the earth. And I love what he said when he says everything is to reproduce after itself. So the same dirt we see now is the same dirt there was back then. Ain't no new dirt. And the dirt, half the dirt we see is scorched from the sun. If you just go down about six inches, that stuff, uh, further down you go, the darker it gets. The more richest, the richest dirt or soil is dark, dark, dark. 
this was the color of man. But that's nothing for black people to hold their heads up or kind of throw it up and wipe your face. That's that's immaturity. All it means is just that, you know, just because my grandmother lived before me doesn't mean she's better than me. She just lived before me. And black skin, dark skin, dust-colored skin was before white skin, what we call white skin. It's not even white. It's a mutation. Now, these dust-colored people, brown-colored people, you can put dirt on them and you can't even see it because they are the color of that dirt. Now, some of y'all say, well, how do you know? Because the Most High said he made men from the dust of the earth. But that's the same color as what people are today. I mean, how do you know that? It's very easy. Listen to me, and you're going to repeat this for the rest of your life. I'm about to get rid of a whole lot of ignorance. Hey, just watch this. Ignorance just means you don't know. You're going to know in less than two minutes. The Most High says to Adam, again, the question may be asked, how do you know that when the Bible said that God made man from the dust of the earth, that that's the same color as black people or so-called African-Americans or the color most people are in Africa? How do you know? It's very simple. The Most High made his man, and when he got upset with Adam and he cursed him, he said, Dust thou art. Dust thou art, Adam, and dust shall you return to. Well, we don't know how Adam looked when he said, Dust thou art. But that second part of that sentence, we can find out. He said, And dust shall you return to. So when people die, and we dig them up 100 years later, we've done it. What color are they at that point? Why is it white people, when they die, you have to have their funerals very fast, very quickly, because their bodies is turning darker and darker. And why is it like people like James Brown, who was a dark-skinned man, brown, dark-skinned man, when he died, his body can float around for a month or two. It don't lose that color because it's going back to that color. This man ain't get darker. Now, this is serious. Folks say, well, the reason why they're white because the sun made them white. No, 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 no. Those sunless days in Europe. Sunless days, thousands and thousands of years of no sun does not produce albinoism. It don't. Because albinoism is all over the planet. That don't hold water. There's albinoism in the, on the equator, which is the hardest part, excuse me, the hottest part of the planet it's nations that's around that equator. There's all types of blonde hair, blue eye folk in the jungles and all over the planet around that equator. So let's quit saying that sunless days in Europe cause white skin. White skin, the origin of white skin is albinism. Well, somebody said, well, why come uh, white people now look the way they look and they don't look like albinos all of them? Because they've mixed so much with melanated people. And the melanin gives the hair more color, more color, more color, more color, and the skin more color, and the eyes more color. And as, because all colors come from black or come from the darker, all colors come from black. Everybody know that. You got you can reach, you can, you know, from black, you get an albino. That albino mixed with that black, it can pull out brown, it can pull out black, it can pull all the color. It can mix and it pulls out different colors. And once, just take Creole. Some of y'all remember this from school. They'll take white and mix white with black. What do you get? Gray. And then you mix gray with black. Then what do you get? And then that color, what do you mix? Eventually, you can have all the colors of the spectrum from black. 
and white, the out, the, the lesser, because these are mutations from the color black. Now, some of y'all can articulate this a whole lot better because you have bigger words and scientific words to say it, but you know the gist of what I'm saying. Black is the dominant gene. So it's ludicrous to say that white people were in the garden or white people even in the Bible. That's ludicrous. The Bible's full of dark-skinned people, and where white skin come up, as you notice in the book, in the Bible, it's associated with the curse. Now we're back to the Bible. Now we can talk about blacks, I mean racism in the church. Now I know I just said something pretty strong. Some of y'all are saying, what did that guy just say? He's a racist. I'm going to say it again. Let me you look at the chair room, because I've been talking hand in hand. One chance to look at the chair room. Well, y'all are sitting there quietly. And I want to welcome everybody to the chat room and the phone lines. If you have any questions or comment, press 1 on the phone lines, and we'll get your question or comment in. If you have a question or comment in the chat room, please type your question. I'm now looking at the chat room. I'm sorry I wasn't looking at it earlier, but y'all hadn't made any comments yet. Sometimes it's jumping off the the hook with, with comments. And tonight, y'all are listening. It tells me you're following me, and I appreciate that. All right? So I'm going to say this again. I love every single one of y'all. I really mean that. You say, you don't know me. I know I don't know you, but I have. I just believe in humanity, and I have nothing but love. This show is a love show. We are trying to unite people for real, and you can't unite people based upon folks. There is no such thing as white people in the Bible. If they were in the Bible, it was, they were associated with a curse. In biblical times, to be white-skinned, blonde hair, blue eyes was a plague. It wasn't a disease. Albinoism was a disease. There were no white-skinned people. Now, watch this. Let me, let me back up and say that again. I'm talking too fast. There were white-skinned people, but they were albinos because you always had albino, albino, albinoism. And albinoism in biblical times was associated with the plague of leprosy. Prophets would curse people white. If you think I'm lying, turn in your Bible to 2 Kings 5. Look at the last five verses. There was a man named Gehazi cursed to be white and his descendants forever. I'm going to say it again. In 2 Kings 5, last, about the last five verses, there was a gentleman cursed to be white and his descendants. Speaking of the Bible, and we're going to deal again, we're about to wrap, we're about to get into racism in the church. And I'm going to make it more practical because right now we're talking about ancient time, but I'm going to bring it to 2012. If you don't believe that leprosy, a type of leprosy, is nothing more than white skin, listen to this. Bible says he, the Most High asked Moses to stick his hand into his bosom. He wants the Most High wants to show Mo, uh, Moses his power. Stick your hand in your bosom. And Moses stuck his hand in his bosom, and he said, pull it out. He pulled out his hand. The Bible said his hand became leprous as whatever follow as is going to describe. If you're saying Mike was as whatever, it's going to, it's going to show you what, what, what it was. And Moses' hand became leprous as snow. And Moses' hand became leprous. As snow. Some of y'all are hearing this for the first time. I don't have the verse in front of me. I'm, I suspect it's in, in, in uh, Exodus. Uh, so what I would suggest you do, you own your computer right there. Just Google this sentence. And Moses' hand became leprous as snow. Type it just like that. Then type the words King James Version or KJV after that. And it's going to take you right to the verse. But listen, that's not the only time the most I said that. 
That's just one scripture, one passage. There is another time in the Bible he used the very same verbiage when his sister spoke out against Moses uh, for marrying an Ethiopian woman. Now, it wasn't a white man marrying a black woman like these preachers preach. Moses was a black man, and Ethiopian woman was a black woman. Okay? It's just they were marrying outside of their tribe, and this is what Miriam, Moses' sister, had a problem with, her brother marrying this other tribe, just like in Africa today. Just because you're black, certain tribes don't like you mingling with other tribes. It's all it was. It didn't mean that Moses was white. Remember, Moses passed for Pharaoh's grandson, and all the scholars in the world agreed that one thing they agree on, and that is Pharaoh was very dark-skinned. Moses was hanging out in the, in, the, in the mansion, the palace, passing as Pharaoh's grandson. How could you be grandson if you blonde hair, blue eyes? Remember when Moses went and helped, helped the daughters of Jethro, and, and Jethro said, what's, what, what, what's going on? Because they were rushing on the house and all, you know. Moses and Jethro said, what's going on? And they said, and Egyptian helped us. He wasn't Egyptian. They was just trying to, they thought he was because he was dark-skinned. So there's several things that prove Moses was a dark-skinned person. But this show tonight is a thousand times more important than just saying folks was black in the Bible. Please don't write me off like that. This is so much serious. And don't you talk like that. Don't go around just talking about how Jesus was black. That's not, the most High is not looking for black folks to, I'm just trying to, Break the, break the back of racism and white supremacy tonight by talking about these things, how we've been lied to. I'm getting into the church now, but I'm saying this is deep, deep, deep. But Google that, and Miriam became leprous as snow. That's what the Bible said happened to Miriam. And Miriam became leprous as snow. And Moses' hand, I didn't know if I finished that scripture, but it says this, Moses' hand became leprous as snow. As what? Snow. Snow is known for two things, being white and being ice. Why didn't it say anything other than leprous as snow? Why didn't it say Moses became white as snow? Moses became, it's a leprous. It is totally sane and politically correct if you saw somebody getting there to say, your dress is leprous as snow. It just means white. Moses became white as snow. Lepers just mean white. I know in 2012, especially in the United States, with, with our white brothers and sisters running this world, most of it seemed like anyway, it's hard to comprehend. But it's the truth that in biblical days, white skin was looked at as a curse of plague, that prophets was going around turning people white because of sin. I know it's hard to believe. To lose pigmentation, you got to understand we talk about that with Dr. Jewel, Jewel Pukram. When we talk about leprosy on Five Smooth Stone, y'all just go back to the archives and look at, look at some of the old shows. You know, you see the way leprosy stopped, check it out. Dr. Jewel Pukram talked about properties inside of melanin. If you knew what was inside of melanin and the power of that, you would understand why the Bible says it's a curse not to have it. Melanin ain't no joke. I'm talking I'm talking about science right now. Some of y'all scientists know exactly what I'm talking about, but everybody don't know what y'all know. Dr. Jewel Pugam is a world authority on melanin. Just type her name in right now and Google her. Go to YouTube and type in Jewel Pugam. This woman was no joke talking about 
melanin and what it does to skin and what it does to even the third eye. Third eye ain't no joke. I used to laugh at the Egyptologist people. And so y'all trying to make up something about this third eye. <laughs> Shh. That third eye ain't no joke, folks. This is real. Pineal gland is a part of the human body, and, yes, there is power in that pineal gland. You don't hear much talk about it because this is where melanated people seem to be at an advantage. There is a difference in certain body makeups. It don't mean you're better off. It don't mean you're better spiritually, but there is a difference, folks. Listen to me. I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't lie to you like that. I wouldn't. Doctor Pookum last name is spelled P O O K R U M. First name is Jewel J E W E E L. This woman is no joke. Okay, she is no joke. But I'm gonna. I said earlier I was gonna post uh, this YouTube video. I'm first gonna uh, post Doctor Jewel Pookum. Let me just go ahead and type her name. I just put a link up there for everybody. This is Dr. Jewel Pukum's link. If you just click on that link, you can get this woman. I'm telling y'all, this woman is amazing. Uh, so that link I just put in the chat room is Dr. Jewel Pukum link. Uh, I'm just typing, letting everybody know. This is the link of Dr. Jewel Pukum. You don't have to listen to me. Listen to somebody that's honored in the whole all across the world, all right? That's Dr. Jewel Poop, that link there. Now I'm going to go to my front page and get this YouTube video that have blessed so many people that thought I was cuckoo until they read, they did their research and went, wow, I didn't know it. Of course you didn't know it. I didn't know it either. But we are learning together. I'm going to say that again. We are learning together. And uh, this is not racism. I have nothing in my heart but love for our so-called white brothers and sisters, because they are us, we are them. Folks, we're not different like y'all think. We're, we're not that different. Now, I must admit a lot of our white brothers and sisters have been raised with these lies, and these lies make them uh, act satanic. This is how you can shoot down children in South Africa. You know, it's hard to say those people are your brothers and sisters, but they are. But when you get that lie of white supremacy that say you're better and that you should have more than black people and you should be doing better and, and you know, all these things. That I've talked to some friends of mine and they confided in me and told me some of the things um, uh, about, here's the link, of, about, hold on, the origin. Here's the second link. They confided in me and told me about, uh, how their parents talk to them about those people. And, uh, folks, I'm telling you, I thank the most high for those those friends of mine. And uh, it was sad. I almost think you want to cry to know how some of their parents just, um, you know, let them know you're better than these people. You are better, and they're not, you know. But this is what they was told by their parents. And what you're going to do if your mom and dad is telling you that uh, you deserve better than those people? Well, I, I mean, I agree that they do deserve a lot better than a lot of the crap we have to go through as a people, but they're not better than us as a people. White children deserve the best. Uh, I mean, they deserve the best, but so does everybody else. I mean, what, what, Indian kids don't deserve to not live in poverty and they don't deserve the, the, I mean, Ivy League education. 
course they do. So Brother Seth is just trying his best with the help of the Father tonight to just share a whole nother world that we haven't heard much about, and that is this revelation of leprosy. And now I want to uh, focus all my attention to talk about racism in the church. Now you're going to see racism. You can see, taste, touch, and smell it. You're going to be able to cut this with a knife, okay? So um, you guys should have gotten both links now. I just put a link up about the origin of white skin. That was the second link that I put up in that video, that, that audio, that video, excuse me, is going to blow your mind. Please don't look at it, though, while I'm talking because you won't be able to focus in what I'm saying because you'd be, uh, you know what, I think I just posted the wrong link. Uh, that's not what I meant to post. That's my uh, library. Uh, that's still a good uh, thing I just posted. That's, that is a good link I just put in the uh, uh, chat room. But that's my library. That is uh, all the books that uh, the Most High have blessed me with to come across it have changed my life. But, no, I'm going to post the link here in a second. I apologize for that, but you will actually benefit from that, so uh, you should enjoy that. Now, what I'm about to post is going to be that video on YouTube. This is the origin of white skin. And uh, for those of you listening on your phone lines, you're probably saying, well, we can't take advantage of this. How can I find this? Well, if you want to find this video... Uh, it's called The Origin of the White Race, The Origin of the White Race. And this has got white people in it. It's got Indian people in it. It's got African Americans in it. Uh, and it is it is so fair, such a fair, you know, it's not, I don't think it's racist at all. I mean, I don't think white people would volunteer to, to be a part of it if it was. But you need to see what they're saying Um and there it is. I just uh, put it in the chat room. For those of you um, in the chat room, now you have the uh, advantage of clicking on the last video, and it will tell you about the uh, – uh, it will just scare you with truth. I mean, it's just amazing how accurate it is. Uh, I listened to that whole video and researched it, and – any doctor listening, any uh, dermatology listening would appreciate the facts and how it's, his eyes laid out. Okay? Anyway, there we go. So racism in the church. Brother says, what are you talking about racism in the church? Well, let's start with the biggest lie ever told to people in the church, and that is the whole lie of Ham being cursed. Now, here's a lie that was taught by our white brothers and sisters of whom many of us love and respect ministers of statute, and they put this lie out, I don't know, hundreds of years ago. And black ministers have taught their people this, that black skin was cursed, black skin was cursed, black skin was cursed. When it says curse uh, be Canaan is what the Bible says, curse be Canaan. Some of y'all know about this. It's old knowledge to you. Some of y'all never heard of it. So what I'm going to do is uh, just give you the scripture right now, and uh, you can turn to it. But when it said, Curse be Canaan, it didn't even mention, uh, this is Genesis 9, uh, chapter 9, um, verses 20 through 27. Okay? Just just read those seven. Curse be Canaan. This is when uh, uh, Ham 
looked at the nakedness of his uh, of Noah, and, and 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 Canaan was cursed uh, with this. Uh, it said he'd be cursed, and I don't know how they got that to mean that because a lot of people believe that Ham was the father of the black race, Japheth or Yafeth. Uh, depends on how you pronounce it with the Hebrew, it's Japheth. Uh, most people know it as Japheth, but it's Yafeth, okay? That, he's the father of the white race, and Shem is the father of the in-between, basically, the yellow race. That's what a lot of y'all still believe. You'd be surprised uh, how many people right now listen to me believe that. Again, I'm going to repeat it. Moses said, curse be Canaan, which is Ham's son, uh, they figure all black all black people curse with blackness. All black people curse rather. Okay, all black people curse. They always already black. And then there's Japheth, the father of the white race, Japheth or Yafeth. And then Shem was the father of the in between race or the yellow race. This is what so many very prestigious, higher learning institutions, theological circles believe. Oh, this is real. I know it sounds crazy to some of y'all. So when I say the father of the black race, they actually believe that Ham was a black man. Japheth was a white man. Shem was a yellow man. These are Noah's sons, and Noah was a black man. This is what most a lot of people still teach this foolishness. And I used to say, and my friend, good friend Jefferson Edwards is going to join me one of these, uh, uh, either in two weeks or three weeks, he's promised he was going to come on. He's got a book out there called Chosen Not Curse. Uh, and uh, I challenge his book because in this book, Jefferson advocates uh, Ham being black, Jacob being white, Shem being yellow. Now, ironically, guess who had the smallest amount of kids, folks, out of those three sons from this black daddy? How are you going to get rainbow kids, number one? But guess who had the smallest amount of kids? The seed of Japheth, the white uh, son, had the smallest amount of kids. And back then, there was a lot of mixing. There was no race based upon color, so they mixed a lot. How can you get a white race when it's that much that much mixing with two family groups that's bigger than you, one of them dark skin, the other one is brown skin or how can you or yellow, how can you get that much of white people out of that? It is impossible. I just kill that theory. And me killing that theory and challenging Jefferson that was Actually, is I think one of the reasons he invited me over to his place in uh, Kansas City, and this is the same argument I put to my stepfather, and it caused him to walk out of a room and throw his hands on my stepfather. Never walking from a, a biblical debate, but we was debating in good spirit, and he, I actually shut him up. And he knows the truth, and all across the world, where I've been, the little twenty-four countries I've been. I've been able to silence a lot of people that believe this lie. There was no rainbow sons. Moses was black. His wife was black. His sons were black. All three of them 
and their lineage, and their lineage produced white skin children. From time to time, a baby would be born. I'm talking about for thousands of people, millions of people populated the planet. These babies would come out blonde hair and blue eyes, and Shem's descendants, and Yafet descendants, and in Ham descendants. So, folks, Europe wasn't always white. Europe have all types of archaeology findings with big, so-called big nose. I shouldn't say big, but I'm using some of y'all's language. Big nose. Big lips. And I'm glad they were large, large nose. Can I have your attention, please? This is a pre-recorded message. I have been disconnected from Blog Talk Radio. I'm trying to call back right now. I've created this message for times as these. So please be patient. I'm trying to call back. Again, we've been disconnected. And uh, I am trying to call back. All right? Thank you for your patience. Again, everybody, this is Brother Seth. I've been disconnected from blog talk. Okay, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. And you notice every time I do a race with you, I've been listening. Every Tuesday night we go through this. And you really think it's just technology. Lots of people don't like what I'm saying. But you know what? I'm not going to skip a beat. Back to what I was saying. And uh, if you hear me okay in the chat room, let me know you hear me because that's another thing. A lot of people in the chat room were saying they couldn't hear me. If you hear me in the chat room, please say, brother, we hear you fine. Just simply say, we hear you fine, and I will not worry about that. But uh, there's another thing I was worried about. Again, please, if you're in the chat room, say, we hear you. It's all you got to type. But uh, the origin of white skin is what I'm talking about tonight, the origin of white skin. Uh, thank you uh, in the chat room. Thank you. But I love all people. I really do, folks, and I want to be a part of the solution so bad. I would not hurt. I don't want to hurt one hair on the KKK's head unless he breaking here and was going to harm my family. Then I, it don't bother me to take him off this planet, and I know that I would did the right thing if you're trying to harm me in self-defense. But other, other than that, Threatening my life. I don't want to. I want white people to get every single thing due them. I don't want them to be poor. I only want them to pay them back for slavery. I don't. At this point, I just want them to leave me alone and let our people get what is theirs. You know, if they work hard, let them be rewarded. If they don't work hard, they not do. You know, Bible says, "Man don't work, he don't eat." I just want peace, just like the Most High wants. He wants his children to get along, just like you want your children to get along, mothers, fathers. You just want to see your family strong, right? And you want them to prosper, right? And you want them in good health, right? That's all I want. 
I just happen to come across scriptures that defend truth. I mean, it talks about truth, and it doesn't sound favorable if you're a white person born in America and told that you're grace, everything started with you, and your white skin is superior, and your nose is superior, and your lips are superior. And then some guy you stumble upon on blog talk radio is telling you that, no, white skin has its origins from albinoism and invitilibo. Now, you look at these people who look just like you, but they come from black parents, two charcoal black parents. Produce these babies that look like you. Forget about African albinos because you're going to constantly say their hair is different so they're not like us. Go to India and Pakistan. Look at their albinos. You're not going to find them. You're not going to find them. There's no such thing as finding an albino in India. Look it up. Google me. Challenge me. You can't find them. They look like Caucasian. This what this video that I just posted in the chat room says. You click on that video I just posted, that last one, and just let it play without no sound. Please, folks, I want to keep your attention. Obviously, I'm doing a blog here. But if you would click on that video, the original white people, just look at the images. First thing it says when it comes on is this film does not encourage racism. And it's got this blonde-haired woman that's from the Orient, never been to Europe probably, Look like a white woman. But then some of you might say, well, she's pretty white. I think, what about Scandinavia? A whole lot of white people. This woman can fit right in there. You can never tell. But this is an oriental woman you're looking at. But at the end of the show, I love what they do. They got this white guy standing there with this albino from Pakistan. My friend, you will not know the difference. You'll be like, well, that's just two white guys. Where the albino at? You're looking at him. And he'll tell you, I'm an albino. He's going to speak. We're the same people. White people is in every country. They're not in no Europe. But goes, let me go back to the three sons of Ham, uh, uh, Noah, the three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. So my stepfather, Jefferson, that was a good friend of mine who's now changed. He's changed that doctrine. I don't think he believes it no more. My stepfather still kind of believes it. Um, he just, some people you tell the truth, they'll look at you in your eyeball and they still think you're cuckoo. My stepfather still believes that Noah, a black man, had a red son, I mean a, a, a black son named Ham, yellow son named Shem, and a white son named Japheth. And Japheth, when it started, Gog and Magog. You see everybody talk about how Gog and Magog is white. I don't believe that no more than I believe an elephant has nine legs because Japheth had black children. Europe wasn't always black. Now, blog talks, you knock me off again. I'm going to sign back on and say the same thing. Not out of anger, but just I'm not going to stop, just so you know. So whatever programmer, whoever's there doing this every Tuesday, I know you are angry, but get a free month. Anybody, if you get knocked off blog talk, throw up your tech, you're going to take your business somewhere elsewhere or give them, ask for throw a month free, and they'll do it. Because they've given it to me several times. And I'm going to get another month free. You keep tripping. Now, what I'm saying is we got to understand the origin of white skin. we got to understand it because when we understand it, when, we, when, when, when these whites that are filled with Satan comes along, we can check them. Some of these people are good people. Everybody that believes this doctrine is not a uh, racist. Just like some of your black pastors that believe it. Just like Jefferson, who's a one of the foremost voices against racism in the country, probably the world. Jefferson Edwards has done more 
to speak out against racism in the church. And I, don't, I think we have a whole lot of preachers combined. So I give him his prop. But when he put that book out, Chosen Not Curse, he knows as well as I know that book was based in racism that divides and conquers. If something is a lie, it's going to cause bondage some kind of way. Now, let me say it another way. With every truth comes a degree of freedom. Somebody told me that a long time ago, and I liked it, and I've been using it ever since, and you will too. How do I know? Because it makes so much sense. Every time you get truth, you get a little bit more freedom. You get a little bit more freedom. You get a little bit more freedom. Every time you hear some truth, 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 you get a little bit more freedom, a little bit more freedom. Sometimes the truth hurts. A lot of our white brothers and sisters, I've been taught all my life that white people first and everything comes from Europe and Africa, just a bunch of begging, uh, you know, skinny, weak, uh, oversexed, back corrupt leaders. If, I, if that's all I ever heard, I would probably feel superior too. So some of my white brothers and sisters, I understand your pain. You've been taught all your life a lie. And then this brother on this blog come on and saying something. It's, it's rubbing you funny. You probably think he hates white people, but I'm sorry. You got to go put that on the next guy down the street, the next blogger down the street. I don't hate white people. So what you going to The worst you can call me, I'll give you something to call me. Call me an uh, ignorant person because in your mind you think I don't know. So that gives you a name. I might be ignorant. I might be deceived. That's what I might be, but I don't hate. You can't call me no hater. I could be wrong. But think about what I'm saying. Look at the scriptures and tell me what you get out of it. If the Bible says Moses' hand became leprous as snow, what else could it mean other than white and snow? And then it says it again. His sister was stricken with leprosy, and it says the same thing. His hand became leprous as snow. Somebody said, well, leprosy can kill you. So it's a deadly disease. No, it's not. Nowhere in the Bible somebody died of our leprosy. There was two lepers that said, why sit we here till we die? And people said, well, that's easy, easy. One minister tried to tell me, see, brother, right there, saying that they would have died. But them same lepers were just saying, why should we here forever and just starve to death? They said, we can go down to the enemy camp. If we find food, we'll live. No, they said, we, if the enemy catch us when we go down to the enemy camp, if they catch us stealing food, they're going to kill us. But if they don't catch us, we'll live. Well, no, you're not going to live. If you're leprous and you've got a fatal disease, it don't matter if you find food or not, you're going to die. But they said, we find food, we're going to live. That proves right there that you don't die with leprosy. Leprosy was a plague. It's a plague. It was a plague. Ministers, prophets, back in the day, in Bible days, actually cursed people white. I know that sounds crazy as what? But maybe if prophets today had the wherewithal to do it, they can turn people white. Well, if they can turn people white, what color were they in the first place? How did Naaman get his whiteness in the first place? It has nothing to do with swords, my friend. Show me the word sore in Leviticus 13, the handbook, the chapter, the handbook on leprosy. That chapter is the handbook on leprosy. Show me the word sore. Well, you see rise and scare, bright spot. Those three words, rise and scare, bright spot. You're going to see that talk. That's one form of leprosy. But then there's another form of leprosy where it just says bright spot. Rise and scare, is closer you're going to find to soar. And it's talking about in the rising, there's this white skin. The rising is not the leprosy. The white skin around the rising is the leprosy. Scab is not the leprosy. It's the white skin. Come on, the scab. 
I just got a warning that 90 seconds the show is going to, uh, those of you in the chat room uh, will be disconnected. Quickly, quickly call the number in front of you as you will not get a chance to miss the bomb I'm about to drop here on this show again. If you're in the chat room, you got to call that number right. It should be right in front of you. Um, you just go ahead and post it in the chat room because I know some of y'all want to finish listening. 760-283-0838. Again, 760-283-0838. And uh, let me just put this real quick so y'all won't get Okay, so the show is going to end in about uh, 60 seconds now. Now you got 50 seconds, 45. Again, call the number 760 I'm about to drop this bomb. We're going to end this show here in a little bit, but I don't want you to miss out. Okay, so anyway, we've been lied to in the church with regards to racism. I've tried tonight to share with y'all uh, some common sense, just easy stuff you can look at and find, but um, you're not going to find too much teaching on leprosy. Brother Seth, do more of it. You, I'm, I, I will put myself with what the most high, give him all the credit and glory. What he has given me, you're not going to find this too many people talking about it because it Black folks don't want to talk because it makes white people uncomfortable. It gets you in trouble. Lock talk, lock talk, knock you off. You think I got interrupted a lot now? Go to back to when I taught leprosy on some of those in the archives. You're going to see me getting. And I'm not hanging up on myself. These people are, you know. So, anyway, folks, again, if you're in the chat room, hopefully you've called the phone line. But listen, I want y'all to listen to me. Uh, leprosy. In Bible days, was nothing more one type of leprosy because there was leprosy in houses, and so how can leprosy be in a house? Well, these animals could have had leprosy and they killed them and used their skin to hang up walls, and, you know. And my guess would be this is one way, but leprosy has absolutely nothing to do with what you're told with the sores and the blood and the pus. That's one thing you will no longer believe once you read Leviticus 13. And let me say something to you if you forget everything I said on this show. This right here, every single one of y'all are going to use. Use this. White people, please use what I'm about to say. This is going to blow. This is going to, if you don't get nothing else, this is going to be the most powerful truth. This is what started me to thinking about leprosy in the first place. Listen to this. If I was in first class, and I was riding with this white guy, and I say first class for a reason, because this guy looked like he was a moving shaker of our time. You know, that's where a lot of those business people are at. I'm not trying to glow to me riding first class. And I asked him, we were talking about racism, and I said, would you like to see racism in this? Yes. I said, would you like to see white people uh, 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 live forever? Well, he got a little offended. He said, well, wouldn't you like to see black people live forever? I said, yeah, yeah. I said, would you like to see white people He said, well, of course. And I said, and you say you would like to see racism in. He said, of course. I'm, I'm so tired of racism. I told him this, and I want you to listen. I said, you can't have both. If we love everybody, forgot about color, and treated people based upon character, integrity, intangible qualities, and forgot about this fictitious color thing, there would be no white people mixing, mixing like Japheth and Ham, Noah's sons did. You can't mix those three sons' descendants and have any white people. There were no white people, no white strings of people. 
It's impossible. And if Japheth had been white, there would be millions of them today. I mean like uh, half the planet. If one of Japheth's, she said, well, Japheth, one, one gentleman, one minister tried to explain to me, and I said, well, gee, you got to understand, brother, Japheth, the from other brothers. He was white, and he went on to the European area, and he began. I say, man, are you doing what you, do you understand what you're saying? If Japheth, the Japheth would have left the other two sons, took his descendants, and went to Europe, it'd be a third of the planet full of them. Why but only 8%? 8% after they have murdered those in power, not the little white person who lived next door to you, they murdered a whole planet full of non-white people. They murdered a whole planet full of non-white people. Many estimate anywhere from two to 500 in the Middle Passage. South America has been butchered. The American Indians, just all types of numbers get up there, man. If some people live and their children, children, children live and their children, children, children live, and let's subtract deaths because someone would obviously wouldn't live been around this this long. Even with subtract deaths, they killed a whole planet full of people. Now, if you brought all those to your back, I call this balancing the population. I call this in the series when I did on leprosy. Again, check the archives. I call it balancing the population. You will use this approach because this this makes sense. If you bring back all those people they killed, I know whites have died too, but not like in the millions, not, not billions at the hands of whites, as none white people have. There will not be 8% white people. There will be point zero 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 three four or something, and we will not be having this conversation. There will be like the people in Papua New Guinea today that some of them have yet to see their first white person. Listen to me, folks. It's impossible for Jason to have been white and all of his descendants white with all that mixing with ham children and, and shim children. Quit teaching those lies. Y'all get some backbone and challenge these ministers because this is promoting racism. And this is where good white people, they mean well. I'm talking about loving white people turn into racists because of this wrong information. Ham was cursed. And then we start going through all these horrible things in life. They say, see, y'all could something wrong with y'all. I'll tell you what's wrong with black people. Black people is fulfilling the Bible. The Bible says that a, a, a certain nation of people called Israel will be brought into captivity in ships, sold as slaves. They're going to have wives, but another nation going to sleep with them. They're going to have sons, but another, excuse me, they're going to have sons as a nation. We're talking about millions of men, but they won't enjoy those sons because they'll be taken in captivity. How many is in your prisons? Bible they're going to be dispersed out the four corners. It ain't just us. It's the Australians. It's the untouchables. It's South Africa, the Limba tribe. Israel has been scattered out the four corners. Who those people are in Israel? Y'all know. You've done your homework. They're from Europe. And the Bible never never said he was going to bring make Israel a nation again and gather them from Europe. From, from Europe. Yeah, they say they from yeah, they come from all over, but they come mainly from Europe. The Akhenazi Jews came mainly from Europe. I'm telling you the showing up truth. This brother been to Israel year 2001, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, looking for proof that because I've been hearing this for a while and I want to go to Israel to see for myself Israel is a black land. Israel is in the black land. Israel and Africa is connected. Do not honor the Suez Canal. Connect them back in your mind like the most I do. 
They say Cairo and, and South, uh, 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 what is it, uh, not South, uh, but Cairo and Israel, part of Israel, share the same tectonic plate. Same kind of animals in both areas. Sometimes you just got to go for yourself and don't believe nobody, including Brother Seth. Israel is a black land. Yeah, the, the, the Jews are white. The so-called Jews are white. They're where the cameras are in Jerusalem. You bet they are. But get away from those cameras and get away from that wailing wall and see. Let the Hebrew Israelites to show me around those years, 2001, and all the years I've been there, asking to show you prison gate, right beside the Wailing Wall, there's a community of black folks. Now, I'm not talking about no light-skinned black folks. Right there near the Wailing Wall. How come you never saw them on TV? They must have told them, you better not go near that Wailing Wall for the cameras to pick you up. Ask them to take you on a tour of the people in Demona and take you on a tour they call, I think it's the Hidden Ones. They probably changed it now, but it, it has emphasis on the blacks in Israel. What are we trying to say Christ is black? Is this what it's all about, brother? Say, that's all you're show about tonight? Please don't play me that small. I'm trying to show you how people have been lied to to be controlled, and it's going to take us a while to get out of this inferiority way of thinking. Brother says it's so much deeper than that. I'm trying to promote uh, unity with the righteous. I'm not trying to unite the wicked and the righteous. That's ungodly. Never will happen. Never supposed to happen. If you're ungodly, you're my enemy. I'm never going to unite with you. But if you white brothers and sisters and you see what I'm saying or, or you kind of see or you want to see and you want to dig, go and check out the things I said. Read Leviticus 13. Read 2 Kings 5. Listen to see this Gehazi wasn't he cursed to be white forever and his descendants. How many people would it be if somebody was cursed that long ago in their descendants? That's just one man cursed to be white. What about, his, what about Naaman? How did he get white in the first place? What about all the other people? And what happened? Why come Africa mistreat people? Africans mistreat albinos. Those albinos got together and migrated up north. This is where you get your white race from. And when the, the caveman era is true, that's not a lie. That's one thing the historians got right. But the caveman was not the origin of man. The caveman of or the, or the uh, origin of albinos that went up north in those cold, cold climates. Living up there for hundreds of years, if not thousands, I, I haven't done that part of research, but I know they went there. That's how could you have gotten a white group of people. But, folks, the bomb I'm going to drop on you, some of y'all ain't going to like this one. The Most High said, I told Israel, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a people. He didn't mean they weren't human. He meant they was not a famous people. They was not a people of, you know, that's really known like the Egyptians. He says, I'm going to provoke you to jealous Israel by those who are not a people. One more time, I'm going to provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a people. Who was this? Who was this? Joel 2 talks about a people that the Most High said, there has never been a people like them. And after them, there will never be a people like them for many generations. Who are they? He says that before them is like the Garden of Eden. But after they get done, it's going to be like a wilderness. Says, listen, this, every time I quote this, he does something to me. He says, they are going to gather Captivity as the sand. Nobody 
is going to escape these people. Told Israel to put on sackcloth and ashes and begin to cry for mercy. He was getting ready to judge the planet. And here's the backbreaker. Here's the bomb for the night. I'm dropping on y'all right now. He calls them his army. What's behind the racism? The Most High himself. Because Israel turned their back on him. The planet turned their back on him. They ain't trying to have no relationship with the Most High. And he used Europeans like a belt. And they are to be a belt for a season. But the good news, which is an even bigger bomb I'm dropping on you, is their season is over. Their season is over. Oh, that sounds like a bunch of religious talk. You don't know what you're talking about. Somebody. What? How do you know? What? How, well, it's very simple. You cannot rule without a woman. And even if you don't understand none of this Bible mumbo-jumbo I'm saying, because, you know, you don't read the Bible and, you know, you understand white women dating black men. I bet you know that. You cannot rule when there is so many white women marrying black men. That is one sign you are going to not exist as a nation. White people, the spirits, the people is going to always exist. But this white skin... Our world is changing. They're not going to rule much longer because they're not going to be around. If it ain't white women going to white men, black men or black men dating white women, however you want to look at that, it's white men going to black women. And there's one more little thing that's a guaranteed sign that white skin will not be ruling. The rise of homosexuality among Europeans. And one more little thing I forgot. I don't know how I forgot that. The fact that most Caucasian people in Europe and in the United States do not believe in large families. These are threat, and this is why we have the white Aryan resistance, war. They fear, like Francis Crest Wesson been saying for years, they fear the extinction, the annihilation of white-skinned people. This is why the Klan, this is their number one fear. It's why they love Farrakhan, because he's a separatist. He believes in blacks and whites living separate. That's one sign. Homosexuality, losing your women, your men, few of them, meeting black, being with black women, and you believe in small families. That is a, sh- a for sure sign that our world is going to be changing soon. But the most high, more importantly, said that Israel is supposed to suffer until Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called my name, will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, seek my face, he said he would deliver them. In. Or he also said that after the oppressor of Israel begins to say, 
Look at what we did. Look at what we did. Instead of saying that the most high is the one that oppressed Israel and brought them in slave ships. And I know it sounds crazy. Y'all don't know how long I fought this message before I even said, you know what? It makes so much sense. I remember I was in Cincinnati, WCVG, and I used to come on to India saying this. And, and in the end, a sister was talking one time, and she said, Seth, I don't even like you because you and the owner of the station, or the, not the donor, but the, uh, the manager of the station would get into it, and she loved the manager. She said, I don't even like you. She said, but what you say makes so much sense. It can't be nothing but that. The Holocaust is horrible. 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 But the Holocaust ain't in the Bible. Nothing that the so-called Jewish people have went through. You say, well, hold on, brother. You just said nothing. Nothing they've been through as a people is in the Bible. Now, whoa, whoa, whoa. What did you just say? I said nothing that the so-called Jewish people that we look at, that the world look at as the Jewish people, not all the world. The people we call Jews today, look at what they've been through, the Holocaust, nowhere in the Bible. The formation of Israel didn't happen scripturally. It was the United States, Great Britain, and the UN that caused it to happen, that forced that extra plate at the table, so to speak. The Most High said when Israel become a nation, you got to look for the Messiah to set up rule right after that. And there is going to be peace. This is when the lion and the lamb is going to lay down there. You don't see peace in Israel. Ever since 1948, it's just been fighting over and over. Everywhere in the world can be peace except on the Gaza Strip. Something is not right. So I challenge you. Five Blue Stone is putting forth a challenge tonight. Look at history and think to yourself, what is the, what if he's right? What if the brother is right? Just look at the Bible with this key. I've given you a key tonight. You don't know if it's right or wrong, lie, truth. So take this key, and next time you read about the Jews in the Bible, use this key. Look at it the way you used to look at it, but then say, okay, I remember Brother Seth was saying that he believed that Israel is in exile still. They're not in the land. There's a few Israelites that went there, but I'm talking about the vast majority of people in Israel is not there. And he said that Israel is supposed to be put in slave ships. You know, watch what people were put in slave ships. Go to India and find out. Uh, the, I think it's Sudoku. Uh, there's some Jews in in, in uh, India. They're black folks, and they came from Africa in slave ships. Look at how they're treated. Look how we treat it. Look how people in South Africa is treated. And look at the people, look at the Shanti, look at all of us. We're doing the same exact thing. We came to our to that land in slave ships. I mean, look at everything they're going through. Anybody that live out the prophecies of Moses, it's one major scripture I've forgotten. I don't want to end this show without giving you all this scripture. This is major, major, major. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 46. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 46. Some of y'all been listening to the show forever and know what I'm about to say, but please bear with me, those that don't know. Deuteronomy 28 and 46. Deuteronomy 28 and 46. Moses says, and he's naming all these curses that to be upon Israel. He's naming all these curses that to be upon Israel. Then he started naming, he started naming the blessings first. And then he named these curses. And what he says in Deuteronomy 28 and 46, I know I'm talking a little fast, bear with me. He says, these blessings or curses are going to be upon you, Israel, forever. And he used the word forever. 
This is how I read. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. I'm going to read it verbatim. He says, speaking of the blessings of the curses, and they shall be upon thee for a sign, S-I-G-N, sign and a wonder, and unto thy seed forever. One more time. Speaking of the blessings of the curses, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. And they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder, and unto thy seed forever. 2012 is not the end of forever. And they shall be upon thee. These blessings and curses are going to be upon you. If you obey, it's going to be the blessings. If you disobey, it's going to be the curses. And they shall be upon thee for a sign, S-I-G-N, which identifies stuff, and a wonder, a wonder. A wonder always gives God glory. When we are wonder, wonder at a thing, this is what God does. Everything he does is with wonderment, so to speak. And they should be upon thee for a sign of wonder to thy seed forever. I said this in, in uh, Cincinnati, uh, WCVG. Anybody listening from Cincinnati, y'all know I've been saying this forever when I was up there. Everything black people go through as a people, as a nation, you can find it in the scriptures. I'm not talking about some little young black boy that do something stupid. I'm talking about whatever we do collectively as a nation, something everybody knows black folk do over and over and over and over. I mean, the multiple black people do, like young boys standing on the corner. That right there. That's some millions of black folk do. Well, that's in the Bible. Did you know that? Did you know that? Did you know that Prophet Isaiah said, speaking of the young men of this nation called Israel, Prophet Isaiah said, and some of y'all are saying, but say, use the most scripture. You're always talking about the same old. And there's a reason I repeat myself, because I use the most hardest thing to believe. Because if you can believe this, then the other scripture's going to come easy. But Isaiah said, your young men have fainted, speaking of the state of black men, excuse me, speaking of the state of young men of Israel. There's a prophet telling Israel the state of their young men. They say, your young men have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets as wild bulls in nets. That's Isaiah 51 and 20. If that ain't talking about today's youth, I don't know, whatever. Listen to the scripture again. Your young men, I'm going to read it verbatim. Just go down to it. This is a Bible verse, folks. I'm not making this up. This is a prophet said this thousands of years ago, and if this ain't describing young men, I don't know what it is. What is the head of a street? That ain't a corner. What is? Everybody I've ever asked that all across this uh, planet when I where I've been, I say, what do you think the head of a street is? They all say a corner, corner. I don't have to say it. What is the head of a street? The corner. Isaiah is saying to Israel, the state of their young men, and he say they're basically hanging on the corner. Listen. Oh, man. Every time I read the scripture, do something to me. Isaiah 51 and 20. Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets. And that make you think they just laying down somewhere. But watch this. As a wild bull in a net, 
Now, how can you be wild if you fainted laying down somewhere? And then a bull is one of the strongest animals there is. So these these young boys is wild and they strong. So how can they be lying at the head of the street? What is the head of a street anyway? It's a corner. And what does it mean by lie, L-I-E? They lie at the head of all the street. If you're lying down, that means you're not going to be leaving it for a while. It just being hanging. They lie at the head of all the streets. Fainted. How could they? What, what do you mean by fainted, brother? Say, what do you think that means? Well, what do you think it means? It ain't what I think it means. What do you think it means? Your young men have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets. Your young men have fainted. Your sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets. And wild bulls in a net. And what is this net? Could it be the system? But the last part of this verse is what I took me a while to accept this. I kept saying, what does that mean? And it's the most powerful part. They are full of fury, anger. We agree with that one. Matter of fact, their anger is so popular. It's, it actually is a part of the whole rap scene. Every young man I know listen to rap, most of them, 90% of them, and that rap is authored by the young black men of America. What is the number one thing you think of when you think of rap? Anger. You think that's just happening? No, we are repeating. Everything repeat. Remember, Moses said, Israel, you're going to repeat this forever. Again, verse 28, uh, 28, um, um, Deuteronomy 40, uh, 28, verse 46 says, And they shall be upon thee, these blessings of cursing will be upon thee, and thy seed as a sign of wonder forever, forever, forever. So Israel is constantly repeating itself. So these young men today is like a wild bull. They have fainted in their minds. They do lie at the head of all the street. They are wild, but in the net is the system, and they are full of anger. But then the last part is the killer. The anger of the Lord what? Whoa, 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 don't put the Lord in this. Don't put the Lord in all this foolish these young boys. Uh-huh. No, I ain't got no to. No, no, no. Listen, the last five verses will make you cry or make you hate me. The rebuke, Israel, of thy God. The rebuke, the young boy's action is a rebuke. Why wouldn't it be? We wasn't there for him. Why wouldn't it be? We don't have nothing to say to him. Why wouldn't it be? We just say those boys, nobody want to. This is why they rob in churches. Because it used to be, when I was young, you'd you rob each other before you rob a church because you was afraid of, of the preaching and respect for God. And you, these pastors ain't for these. They're for those these young boys. They're not there for them. Y'all know that. Ain't nobody there for them. That's why they create the East Coast, West Coast, Arctic, and they even got a term to say the family, my family. We got to feed the family. A lot of rap music, some of you young people know what I'm talking about. They call their crew the family. This is what create the gangs because there ain't no bigger gang like the church to support them. That culture is a rebuke of thy God. It took me about nine years to accept that part of the verse. I love the first part, but I didn't like hearing it say, they're full of the fear of the Lord. I kept saying, now they're fear of their own foolishness. I got to thinking, thinking, thinking. If you're not there for them, I'm going to tell you who helped me to see this right light. Who helped me see this revelation was a gentleman by the name of Amos Wilson. Some of y'all smiling because you know who Amos Wilson is. Powerful, powerful uh, brother. He got a book called Black on Black Crime. You want to buy some? 
want to put your money and really get blessed and understand. If you don't understand young people, you say, I don't understand. Ah, ah, ah. Buy the book Black on Black Crime. This man started predicting this stuff would even happen. He started getting to the psychology of our young youth, and he said that when you're not there for them, that's why they can pull a gun on you and blow a, a older woman that they back in the day we would never even think of doing. Hijack a woman, beautiful, you know, older, some of our older mothers driving and put a gun in their head and going to the church. And I mean, why the church is going to rob a church? This is why they can do that. We don't have no relationship with them. Their actions is a rebuke of the Most High. You say the Lord wouldn't do none of that. Oh, He wouldn't. Do you know your Bible? Do you really think the Most High wouldn't do that if the church don't do what they need to do? And society, it ain't just the church, but society is in this, have disenfranchised these young boys, and it's why they go and they create their own little world, their own little language, their own little list, their own little clique. They just create their own little nation. And they wear the white T-shirts, the all uniforms. Sit back and put on your spiritual antennas. That scripture I just shared with you is amazing. Now, look over at Israel and try to put that scripture up against those Jews. It don't fit. Neither does any of the books of the Bible fit from Genesis to maps in the back. It don't fit. It don't fit. But I'll tell you who those people are. Revelations 2 and 9. Behold, I know those who I know who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Revelations three and nine. Behold, I will cause them. Come on, let me read it because I'm getting a little rusty. I know what it says. But I'm gonna read it because y'all don't want y'all thinking I make up nothing. I'm gonna first quote it to you while I'm looking up, and then I'll quote it. It says, Revelation, let me pull it up. Revelation 3, verse 9, KJV. It says the same thing as 2 and 9. It's just a few words different. Revelation 3 and 9 says, Behold, I will make them, behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. What? Synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold. I will make them come and worship before thy feet. Worship before whose feet? The real Jews. And know that I have loved thee. So they're not real Jews. Watch this. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not. They're not no Jews, but do lie. Behold, I will make them come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Now I know there's some ministers out there listening to me right now. The first thing you're going to say is God is no longer dealing with the Jews. Man, it's all about the spiritual Jew. I know about that. I'm not ignorant. That is the best news in the whole Bible, the fact that Christ's salvation is now, the Gentiles can now be saved, who we call the spiritual Jew. But don't you forget in the book of Revelation, he talks about 144,000. He said these are the 12 tribes of Israel. The Father is not done with natural Israel. There will be a remnant saved. There will be a remnant saved. There will be a remnant saved. He is not done with those 12 tribes. So it is very relevant to be discussing the natural Jew in today, especially if they're sitting up dispersed out the four corners of the earth and don't even know what hell they're going through because they're thinking they're niggas and they're thinking they're this and they're thinking they're everything except who they are. This is very important. Our people need to know who we are. They need to turn to the Most High. 
loving, leading the way with love. If it ain't in love, you're wasting your time on this planet. So I'm going to wrap this up. I know it's some strong stuff. If you want more information, I don't talk about this. I've been on the blog talk for like over about 15 months, a year and about three months. Half of it I've talked about proof of we Israel. Just going to those archives. If you have a problem with leprosy, I understand. I fought that too. But it's strong. This is the love stop. We ain't hating on nobody but the enemy, which is Satan fleshly desires, and worldliness. Those are three enemies. I'm not the best Christian or the best believer or the best follower the most. I'm not. But what I told y'all tonight, I've left my soul on this blog talk. I'm telling y'all it's the truth. So help me, it's the truth. We got a website. I've posted I've talked about it. It's right in front of you on the page there. Y'all go and check out the website and get more information on this. On the website, I got all kind of stuff talking about this with photos, especially leprosy. Oh, boy, we got on the website. I got pictures of Leviticus. I'll say like it talks about the hair turning white. I got photos at the website of somebody's beard, several people's beard, where the hair turned white and the skin is white at the same time. I'm not making this stuff up. There ain't nothing new under the sun. White people. If you're down with what I'm saying, you oh, this brother, he's very interesting. You can't help me with that. Take this to your uncles and your aunts and your and be a stand-up for truth and start letting them know that that book is full of dark-skinned people, and we better get our act together because that's exactly how the Messiah looked. He was not no white man because white skin back in ancient times was associated with the curse, and all skin comes from black a dark skin. It don't make being black folk go sticking their heads up because losing hair is, is a deficiency. Being too tall, you know, where your joints hurt. The most high didn't make us too tall or too short, you know, dwarfs and midgets. All of these are things that happen to the body because of sin in the picture. So to lose pigmentation, it ain't no bad in losing hair. We didn't make our own selves. Nobody's responsible for what they got. So no black folks be writing about black skin is no black power. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can understand us being proud people. I'm never not never gonna knock that. But we don't have it that good to be white people and us is the same. We're the same. If you just last thing I'm gonna say, I'm gonna wrap this show up. I know how crazy this sounds, so do what I did when I first started calling to this, this leprosy thing. I used to go to the mall, and when I see a white person that looked like they didn't have nothing to do with coming from black skin, paint them black. Just pretend that white person, look at, look at their nose, look at their lips and everything, and just pretend it was dark. And I guarantee you say, ooh, if they did look like that, they would look like my uh, daughter-in-law. Wow. It's just the white skin that's throwing us off. These people look like our relatives. Whatever relatives we got with the small lip that we call European, when that white people don't even own little lips. They don't own smaller lips, and they don't own a, a straighter nose. Ethiopians been looking like that thousand years before Europe was, even got its first white man. They don't own long hair. The kind of hair they have, black folks had that. Black folks, and I can't say black folks because that's not, y'all know how I feel about that. Dust-colored people had those characteristics, those features. 
So white, well, so what do white people have? What can they say is ours as Europeans? Zero. White skin come from dark-skinned people. Small lips come from dark-skinned people. Small nose come from dark-skinned people. No behinds come from dark-skinned people. Big behind come from dark-skinned people. Being tall come from Sudan and regions like that. Being too short comes from this thousands and thousands of, uh, can't think of the name of, uh, y'all know what I'm talking about, Africans, they ain't none of them over four feet. Uh, pygmies, they're all over Africa. Well, they are all over Africa, but where they at, they thousands, if not millions of them. Where Chinese people come from? Everybody comes from Africa. Every feature. There is nothing European about no feature. Y'all got to get your mess together. So those of y'all that are trying to preach hatred, talking about white man, this, he come from the devil, and Elijah Muhammad talking about him. It's all, come on, man, you're slowing up everything. Everything comes from Africa. Everything body comes from them from from dust colored people. I love every single one of y'all, and ain't nothing, nothing you can do about it. Take what I say tonight. Go check it out. I'm giving y'all lots of references, and the biggest reference I gave you is the website and. Here's Martin Luther King Jr. I'm going to play a very important song afterwards and just take this tonight and know that we're going we've already put a hole in the racism that's inside of our minds tonight. This is what the Most High has given me and has set me to fool free. I used to not like white people, but after I found out this, it's a piece of cake. Here's Martin Luther King Jr. And then it's a little short, little two minute, little speech. And then we got a very important song, and I will see y'all on Thursday when we do with the New World Order. Love every single one of you. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Here's MLK. Don't go nowhere. You got to listen to these first next two clips. I know you're asking today, how long will it take? Somebody's asking, how long will prejudice blind the visions of men? I come to say to you this afternoon, however difficult the moment, yes, sir. however frustrating the hour, it will not be long because truth crushed earth will rise again. How long? Not long. Because no lie can live forever. How long? Not long. Because you shall reap what you sow. How long? Not long. Truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yes, that scaffold sways the future. Behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. How long? Not long. Because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. How long? Not long. Because mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He's trampling out the vivid where the grapes of wrath are stored. He's loosed the faithful lightning of his terrible Sword. Yes, his truth is marching on. Yes, he has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. Yes, he is tipping out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Yes, oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. Yes, Glory, hallelujah. 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 Yes, 